Hey, beautiful people. Welcome to the Catherine B. Roy Show, where passion meets profit and dreams turn into flourishing businesses. I'm your host, Catherine B. Roy. I'm thrilled to introduce you to extraordinary high achievers, Nobel Peace Prize and Emmy winners, Premier League and NFL players, best-selling authors, seven-figures business owners, coaches, consultants, therapists, and a plethora of brilliant minds. Together, we'll uncover the secrets to making our world a better place. Expect inspiration, practical tools, and positivity. But that's not all. In the spirit of growth, don't forget to explore the valuable resources shared in the episode description. Whether you're here to learn or collaborate, this podcast has something special just for you. My guest today is Nathaniel Schooler. Nat is a podcast host, Amazon bestselling author, and entrepreneur. He has been a trusted advisor to many leading international enterprises and brands, including IBM, Google, Microsoft, Oracle, the United Nations, the World Economic Forum, Mentor Nations, and Brother Printers. He has created multiple all-inclusive media campaigns for his clients. Nat has been recognized as an expert in his field with over 300 interviews and collaborations with many internationally recognized luminaries and public figures, including Michael Tobin, Stanley Tucci, and Kim Adele Randall. He is the co-founder of International Imposter Syndrome Awareness Day, the founder of Legacy Media Hub, and an author with BookBoon, part of the Access Group. LinkedIn has recognized Nat as one of its Power Profile Award winners and is the author of his podcast recipe, awarded number one on Amazon's hot new release. Nat believes that people need to be empowered to create their success by overcoming obstacles and designing their lives for personal or business success. Let's dive in. Welcome to Katsumiro's show, Nate. I'm so happy to have you here. How are you today? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. I'm just uh, just easing into winter here in Croatia. I've got a bit of sun in my face. It's reflecting off of the uh, off of the sea here uh, in Rijeka. You so, just mentioned yeah. that, and I was like, <laughs> okay, it's like minus twenty here. <laughs> you know? It's still and, not that warm. It's not that warm. It's five degrees, so it's not you know, it's not. Uh, but sea is there, like you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. Between it's the rain, yeah. between the rain, yeah. It's been raining for like, I don't know, it feels like months, but it's probably only reality like four or five days. But when mm. it stops raining, you know, everyone lifts the shutters up and it's like, oh, the sun is out, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's lovely, yeah. Lovely. It's so cool. We had a conversation like a few months ago and I was truly impressed with everything you do. The conversation was supposed to last like 15 minutes, but it was about an hour because you have so much experience and and you have so so rich life experience also would you like to share a little bit about your story please well firstly i'd like to say thank you and uh it, you know there's never a one-sided conversation i always find that you know everyone delivers massive value when you when you speak to them and i thoroughly enjoyed it also myself uh what you said to me was really was really important and um and i got a lot of value from from you actually as well catherine so yeah, I wanted to thank you for that. But yeah, I mean, I was born. I was born uh, quite a long time ago. Now I'm I'm 47 now. Uh, despite the fact I still feel like 20, 25. <laughs> That's cool. Um, you know, so 
So my uh, my father was uh, was an MIT uh, graduate and also MIT professor, an engineering professor. And his father actually went to MIT as well. And for me, I found that very uh, intimidating. He was very intimidating because he's American as well. He's 90 years old now, believe it or not, which is which is just amazing that we still have him with us. And uh, on both sides of my family, there was a kind of interest in wine and and beer and and that sort of thing. Because my mum came came from uh, uh, the man side of the Watney Man Brewing Company, which was mm-hmm. Man's Brewery was actually I think the eighth or the ninth largest brewery uh, in the United Kingdom. Um, around about well, I think it was eighteen something, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was quite an old. She was very posh. She grew up with a with a. Um, uh, an indoor swimming pool in her house and, and uh, you know, and had everything that she wanted, you know, like she would go there with my father and, and in her little mini with him. And, and then uh, she would actually have a guy who would wash her car and park it for her. And, you know, and so it was quite a, quite a strange upbringing for, for me because my mother was so posh, but my dad was such an entrepreneur that he, and he'd been there and done that. He used to have, uh, a chauffeured car when he was in America because he used to work for his father, who was actually uh, also an industrial engineer, mm-hmm. uh, and they used to run a factory. So they had a box at the opera house, and they they had you know this fancy lifestyle, right? So when he came to England, he he became Britain's leading business management expert, and mm-hmm. uh, and that I found very very intimidating also because mm-hmm. he kept pushing pushing me and pushing me to to go to school and and get good grades and and I just rebelled against all of that like literally rebelled against everything I I I got expelled from boarding school when I was when I was 13 years old uh 14 13 14 mm-hmm. and my pa- I was so upset my parents were were absolutely mad my dad was crazy I can't even remember him talking to me but my mum my mum was also crazy mad as well and but it was an awful school. It, it, and I find that I have a real problem with a lot of these elite public school, uh, private mm-hmm. schools. And mm-hmm. and I and I actually got into the only school that would have me that was a private school because I was I was so bad. Um, and, and I met some really nice, normal ish kind of people whose parents were still from all around the world. And, and they were very interesting people. And and I still am in, in contact with a number of those guys now. One one guy runs like an affiliate marketing uh, network marketing business. He's in Mexico, uh, you know, so there are a number of people that have become lifetime, you know, lifelong friends from mm-hmm. that bad, bad, bad decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was only drinking, right? I mean, I grew up in a winery. I mean, like I had alcohol <laughs> everywhere, right? And, yeah. <laughs> and you know, so at the age of six, my dad actually winding back the clock, he actually built uh, a winery on top of uh, my mum's garden right next door to the house in the middle of uh, West Sussex, which is uh, which was an hour or so on the train. We, we were 10 minutes from a very fast train because the chairman of British Rail, I believe, at that time lived very close to the station in, in Hazelmere, which is where I which is our local town, 10 minutes away. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was it was an insane kind of upbringing because i had an unlimited supply of alcohol i mean literally you know if 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 i hadn't had some guidance you know Mm. i would i wouldn't probably be or or, you know some divine guidance perhaps i probably wouldn't have uh, wouldn't be here because Mm -hmm. i've seen so many people with massive alcohol problems because i used to work in the in the booze industry for my whole life Mm -hmm. and 
but we had a fantastic little business there we were doing we were doing uh, around 400 500,000 bottles a year we mm-hmm. we had customers ranging from um Hampton Court the Tower of London um to uh, finest restaurants in New York for for our for our honey wine which was made from from uh from pure honey um and it was a very interesting upbringing because my father was obviously being american i think he appreciates english history more than the british do because we kind of take it for granted we get force fed you know henry the 8th and 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 all of this history that that you know dates back for however many thousand years and and it's and it's it's quite interesting when you when you sort of find someone that's really enthusiastic about that and then they mm-hmm. and then they move to your country and they know more about you know things than a lot of other people and and he and he de- he does he did you know and so we launched lots of different products we sold we sold all this uh, all this booze um to lots of different personal people you know one to one connections who you know people would come to the shop so we had 33,000 visitors a year to the shop uh, which was literally in the middle of nowhere but we would but he worked out that if he put up a new sign Mm-hmm. uh that sign would actually generate five percent more visitors to our shop so mm-hmm. every time he he got a sign on the main road five percent more visitors to the shop and and it was interesting because those signs cost 600 pounds each but he worked out the the return on investment was was worth it right and so my dad i mean he used to get press we we were we were, we were on the television and we were you know in 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 all the newspapers um we even had we were even in uh something called the sunday uh, there was a there was a, a kind of uh, i'm going to call it a working man's paper which was called the sport or the sunday sport and and this this page 3 model uh, they used to have topless models in these papers at that time and this page 3 model came to to the winery and mm-hmm. and i was quite i think i was 20 i think i was 23 or something. I, I was kind of still young. I had curly brown hair, and I thought I was really handsome and 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 this. And, <laughs> and and it and it was really funny. I just remember I remember um, her sitting there on this wine barrel, and we had all these pictures taken. And 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 I filled up her glass with some with some some wine, right? This sparkling sparkling uh, cocktail kind of thing we were drinking. And I remember that she had the I had these fake notes in my hand and 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 i remember slapping this fake notes on her leg and saying look after those for a minute i'll just fill up your glass and it was just <laughs> you know so i had all these kind of kind of crazy kind of moments um during during my time working there i worked for my dad probably for i would say from the age of 12 maybe maybe 11 actually mm-hmm. um up to mm-hmm. 30 uh 30 years old i worked for him and and we we had we had a really fun exciting kind of business i mean uh, you know i would drive around in my sales rep car and i would go and uh go and go go to lots of different tourist attractions and give them free tastings and 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 then sell them lots of booze and and come home with the orders right and uh it was it was a really interesting interesting time in my life i learned a lot about all sorts of different things um 
and then you know my dad retired and and um and it all kind of disappeared and because I went a different direction in my life you know and 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 these things happen right in life and and sometimes when you when you look back from where where you've arrived you look back and you 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 sort of it makes sense right like like i have a i have a, i worked with a coach and i still work with her um a, a leadership executive leadership coach and mm-hmm. kim adele says she says life uh, makes sense in the rear view mirror and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that is something that 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 i think if you sat down anyone listening to this if you sat down and you and you really thought about your life and you look back at all the different maybe bad things that have happened to you and mm-hmm. And, and and then you look at what would have happened if you'd have continued along that pathway and who you would have become, you probably wouldn't have liked, you wouldn't like yourself. Right. Exactly. And exactly. Yeah. So, so I, f- I find the whole thing very interesting. I, 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 uh, I may end up uh, going into the wine business again at some stage because I'm quite, I'm quite interested in perhaps having a small little winery just, or a vineyard, just a small little vineyard, maybe, maybe uh just an acre yeah just to work out my my grip strength on my right hand yeah when i go and prune the vines and mm-hmm. uh because i've got a cracking idea for a, for a red wine that i that i that i think i want to bring to market but it will only be small small production uh just for the love of of the the, the fresh air and and you know i just wanted uh, to ask yeah probably for the love of all of that yeah yeah the love the love of the fresh air and and actually just being connected with the end product like being being connected with mm-hmm. making something that that is you know your love goes into that doesn't it and yeah. and so i kind of you know i kind of gave up drinking for a while and i don't really i really don't drink very much at all because mm-hmm. i'm sort of big into jujitsu these days mm-hmm. um and but it doesn't mean that i'm completely against drinking I think I think it has a place. It has it has a place, and sometimes in life we we need it. Um, actually, uh, and you know, to all the people that are retired drinkers and, and everything, uh, you know, I still I still like the thought of having a drink, but I know that actually drinking, you know, regularly for me isn't what I need to be doing. If you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so yeah so so i kind of ended up in this place of being a career changer right so 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 being at a point where okay so i'm not now working for my dad's winery i can't knock on the door and say oh i'm working for so and so by this you know who my dad is you know who i am Mm-hmm. And that was quite weird because he had a massive personal brand, right? Like everybody knew who he was, mm-hmm. even in, even in these business networking groups, he he, he called himself the yank with the tank. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he wasn't, <laughs> he, he didn't have a tank, but one of our friends up the road had a tank. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, you know, he was very clever at, at, at actually doing the, the personal branding piece. And, and he managed to get his, his one minute elevator pitch down to an absolute T and, mm-hmm. and he could describe the markets that, that we were in um, the products we made and everything. But it's interesting when you, when you talk to a lot of people and they're, and they're in corporations and, and they're thinking, well, you know, it's very difficult for them to actually build a personal brand because the corporation has such a massive brand. Yes. 
And it's like, and they struggle with thinking, well, you know, what, what do I, what, what expertise do I have? Like, how, why am I so amazing? And I think that's the, that's the thing I took away from, from my dad was, was kind of how he managed to sort of do that. And so, so back to, back to where I was, I kind of went from, from, uh, from that into becoming like a freelance salesperson mm-hmm. um, in, uh, you know, uh, I was kind of at times unemployed, found that very difficult. Um, that is actually, I think the most, the most humbling experience being out of work, not having any money. And, 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 you mm-hmm. know, I remember mm-hmm. I, I tell a story on one of my podcasts when I, when I talked about how I got a parking ticket on my motorcycle. So I rode to the job center. At that time, you had to go to the job center. Mm-hmm. You'd sign your paperwork and you'd tell them that you that you uh, that you needed, um, you know, more interviews and what you were doing to get work and this and that. And and this woman called Rita, she was so negative. Every 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 two weeks or week, I'd go and see her, and she was so negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just so surprised that she was so negative. But I kept a positive mental attitude pretty much throughout that until I came out of the job center one day and and I had a parking ticket on my motorcycle. And I was so annoyed because it was like, I remember it clearly. I parked right next to the wall and the pavement was was maybe six or seven feet wide. Mm-hmm. And and I basically had this parking ticket. And to put it in perspective, at that time, job seekers allowance is what it was called. You would receive £36.27 a week, right? Or oh. something, or £46 maybe. Mm-hmm. And this parking ticket was, was £35, you know, and I was just... And I was just like, so I really struggled like massively for, for many, many years mm-hmm. um, uh, through through sales job to sales job. Then I went into setting up like a marketing, a marketing business, which which um, I decided I didn't want to be in. So I kind of left that to my to my business partner and went into a different direction because it was mm-hmm. like a dental marketing business. But throughout all of these throughout all of these changes in our careers, we learn stuff. We learn really valuable things. And, and, Mm -hmm. and so kind of got to a point where uh, I I realized I needed to learn some new skills. Um, And I, and I, and I bumped into this gentleman called Douglas and Douglas taught me all about personal branding. He was actually an ex, um, what was he? He was an ex, uh, director of a company called Leo Burnett and Leo Burnett were uh, an advertising marketing company. Of course, we, yeah. Yeah. It's still, were, still well, you know, uh-huh. right. So, so, so they, so he was, he was actually, um, uh, um, what was he? He was a commercial director, right? Mm-hmm. So he was a, you know, he's a heavy hitter, this guy. Right. And, and I met him at just the time of my life when I really needed a mentor and, and, and and he he mentored me and he helped me to guide my personal brand mm-hmm. in the direction of uh, technology because I'm very interested in technology. It's something that I love uh, and I've learned a lot about. And because of because of Douglas's help and the process that he taught me, which was a very old time honored process, um, it. it it transformed my whole life, actually, my whole career and everything, because IBM asked me to, to go to a roundtable event and talk about um, the implications of AI and ethics in AI. And this was this was in 2014. Mm-hmm. So but it, but it but it wasn't an overnight thing. You, like everyone thinks like that you're an overnight success. Right. Like and, <laughs> while and- it's actually like 
two decades of work. Yeah, yeah, and 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 they don't realize like how much how much time and effort and how much work goes into mm-hmm. steering yourself in the right direction. And sure, you can blow up on social media and you can look amazing, but but it doesn't give you any substance, right? Exactly. That's what I wanted to ask you. Now, when when you mentioned the personal brand and all that, everyone is talking about personal brand, but personal brand is so much more than social media and how people see us, right? And there is also one more thing before we started recording. You mentioned it's an international imposter syndrome day today, right? Or something like that. No, no. That's, um, let me see. I forget which day. Uh, It's uh, April... April uh 12th 13th I don't know why um, why we mentioned this but it it's like how do, do these two things go together like personal brand and imposter syndrome right maybe it's not even that day today but never mind it's kind of very interesting to see the implications one to another because we all have imposter syndrome sometimes, right? And on the other side, what is expected from us as a business leaders is to have a personal brand. So uh, what is the balance there? How do you deal with that? Well, first of all, this is this is why I love talking to you because you you have this, this amazing talent of pulling out the most um, amazing connections between things right and personal branding and imposter syndrome are so closely related that i that i don't really i don't really think people realize and and there are loads of personal brand consultants and there are loads of coaches right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but but i but i don't think they put together these two things and and actually if you work with someone who's really amazing at coaching or personal branding I believe that the crossover between those two things are is is huge, right? And exactly. and the re- the reason I say that is because personal branding helps build your confidence massively. In the beginning, perhaps not, because you might be repositioning yourself into a certain direction, as a new career or a new expertise or something like this. But actually, if if you're aware of who you are i think i think building confidence and aligning that with your abilities mm-hmm. is is the sweet spot right and 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 an imposter syndrome doesn't allow people to do that because they always think that they're a failure they they not not a failure they they think that they they don't deserve um the recognition or that, that someone's going to find out that they are inept or incompetent at this particular skill and and this uh, this could be someone who's been doing it for 20 years right but 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 i think imposter syndrome is very interesting this is the day that that i founded with the two co-founders uh, which is kim adele randall and uh, lisa ventura uh lisa ventura now got an mb uh, an mbe actually which is um from the british empire so she's going to go and pick that up uh from the king which is amazing uh, uh yeah amazing right like imagine imagine um so and she got that for for her her services uh to i think diversity and inclusion and 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 this sort of stuff in cybersecurity mm-hmm. and so these two ladies they they both suffer from imposter syndrome uh, in different ways and 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 what i realized was is that i was suffering i think a little bit from imposter syndrome in a different way more more along the lines of perhaps a lack of confidence 
uh, in in myself and and a negative self talk right so 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 what i did is i actually took took some advice from kim and she said well what you need to do is every every morning uh you need to wake up and and if you're thinking something negative you need to write it down and 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 then you need to cross it off and you need to mm-hmm. you need to you need to look at the evidence that it's not real right and that that in fact the opposite is true mm-hmm. and and i did this process probably for probably for a month or two and and it made a massive difference to to my life and and actually uh, really helped me a, a lot to be honest. And it's like uh, discovering your own limiting beliefs, right? Because you exactly. become aware, you become aware of your thoughts, and then you realize, wait a minute, it's really not true. You know, I I was building my personal brand. Uh, I didn't even know I was doing that. <laughs> I will be honest because. Uh, I was just following my mentors and what they told me. But what ended up to be is that when people see a kind of, a, you know, society accepted credibility, they don't ask a lot of questions. They know who you are. And what happens to me is that people tell me, oh, we Googled you. We know everything about you. But they actually don't know anything. <laughs> they see only what's out there, What right? What are your thoughts about that? Like, we all have our... If I may say so, like Tina Turner used to say, a stage persona, uh, we'll have, you know, all the roles that we like have every single day. Um, despite like building our own business and all of that, if we put that aside, there is so many layers of each and every one of us. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? What is exactly a personal brand? And how do you see these layers which are actually behind and deep inside who we truly are, right? It's a very good, it's a very good, uh, good question. I think, I think that if you look at visibility and, 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 and actually authenticity, and then, and then, and then you look at, say, one is what you, you are. So, so say you go from one to 10, right? Mm -hmm. 10 is, Everyone knows everything about you. You're everywhere online. And then number one is there's a small part of you, right? And I think that it is our choice as to as to what we reveal to to the world, right? Um, me, I'm pro- probably you probably would have a lot of information about my interests, about you know what I like doing with my spare time, et cetera, et cetera. But actually, you're not gonna you're not you're not going to hear about my bad days right because i don't i don't want like i don't want to talk about my bad days because look it's like sure that's going to build empathy and people are going to love you and they're going to be like oh well you know like <laughs> he's got roadworks outside his house how sad it's like they don't care like they don't, really don't care oh, about really that. Don't, yeah they don't they, care they want that. someone to uplift them right that mm-hmm. like that's 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 what they want so i think that whilst it is our choice as to how much great positive information we put out into the world and 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 show people who we are having a clear focus of you know what you do professionally and actually what you want people to know about you professionally is 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 important so having a, a, a some sort of a document which you you update every so often can be very very useful in this day and age of chat gpt and um and other language models we're at a very strange situation because in fact the personal branding consultants that um that i that i know of 
I don't believe I don't believe that they are um, up to speed with how quickly you can change your personal brand. I think that mm-hmm. I think that also people now think, oh well, I can get ChatGPT to do everything for me. Um, and whilst you are able to put all your information in there and and it can update it, I still don't think that it is as good as someone that is a really experienced writer. Uh, and, you know, I've been working very closely with a, with a gentleman who he built a billion dollar marketing business. And, and mm-hmm. this chap approached me kind of um, early last year mm-hmm. and said, I'd like to talk to you. And we did a few, we did, we've done many, many interviews. We probably talk between one and five hours a week on online. He's out in California and I'm obviously here in Croatia. And, and and he's in his 70s he's he's he grew a business from a very small kind of practically bankrupt marketing business into a billion dollar a year enterprise and he sold everything from horse manure to watches that didn't exist uh more flowers than anyone else online and chocolates uh, and and so so i'm learning a lot about copywriting a lot about uh, writing actually mm-hmm. in general from from him and and whilst you can use these tools. I think that there are um, problems because it, it it sort of removes your style in many ways. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. You know, so so I know personal branding is a is a really important thing, but I do think people need to be very careful they don't get lost in the sort of word salads, which is a, a phrase that he has uh, he's recently started using again after coining it i think it was invented in like 1800 or something but a, a word salad is basically just a load of words that really aren't very well constructed <laughs> that don't really mean very much to we anybody see that very often online. we do yeah and you know and, and sometimes you know like, i mean i use some of these tools right and mm-hmm. and unless unless you're very selective into how you want the tool to write for you it's not going to give you what what output you really want anyway because that actually takes some very very strong strategic thinking mm-hmm. uh around the words that you're using because in essence you want to your personal brand has uh some elements that are that are very very important so it has it has the first thing is well what do you actually do right like that's the most important thing like what do you actually do right um so that's that's very important then it's like well why are you different and or better than anyone mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. and then it's what gives you authority and credibility mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and and if you can put those three those three elements together and then wrap them up with some really great words that that actually reflect who you are as an individual and how you communicate so mm-hmm. this this particular uh process you should be able to hand off a one page document to an agency mm-hmm. and you should say mm-hmm. This is how I communicate with people. Yeah. Now I want you to, to 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 do that for me. And your brand could live on past your death, right? Mm-hmm. If you could brief mm-hmm. someone to actually do that. And technology, you know, I mean, I know you're you're into tech as well, right? So mm-hmm. so you know, these these um digital twins, mm-hmm. right? That's gonna be a reality. The next the next maybe maybe in the next uh, I would say the next five years, I mean, Bill Gates says that, that we're all going to have our own digital twins. So if you think about that, once you've trained your language model that that is in your style, you can then remove yourself from the day to day runnings of your social media personally and, and actually free your time to do something more important to you or exactly. to grow your business or, or or do sports or, you know, whatever it is. So 
I think I think personal brand right now is is uh, is an interesting space for people to to be in. I think that once that's put together with the CV, the actual alignment of skills, skills like competence and uh, confidence. Once once those two things are aligned. I think I think we're going to be in a really great place for people because then that's it's exactly like, well, okay. I, that's exactly what I wanted to ask. I saw a lot of people pushing personal brands without actually having the essence behind. And it is possible because they're paying media outlets and all of that. But there is no value and sustainability behind that, right? There is nothing. And uh, I believe one of the biggest mistakes we can do in our business is to have a great marketing without the, the great product we're selling behind the scenes, right? So what are your thoughts on that? Have you noticed that? I mean, I did on LinkedIn. It is all over the place. Well, I think I think you can have a mediocre product, mm-hmm. right? But actually, if you if you get your message right, people are going to buy it anyway this is this is generally generally what what really happens and it's unfortunate but you know but it it's <laughs> it's the way that it is i mean yeah. it, at the end of the day right we i wrote a i wrote a blog the other day about um triggering emotions right mm-hmm. and and actually if 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 you're speaking to the right audience and you can trigger their emotions to do something whatever it is that you're selling or message you're pushing can be amplified. Right. And, and this is where research comes into play. And Stephen talks a lot about becoming a shameless researcher and, Mm -hmm. and with all of this, all of this tension in the world and all of these, these um, deep fake uh, images, fake videos, um, fake narrative to, which is being supported by rogue States, right we have a responsibility ourselves yeah to question everything right and 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 this is unfortunately part of the human condition is that we are emotionally triggered to to do things and then we're going to rationalize it afterwards with information so so for example i might i might see an advert for uh, a mini cooper right mm-hmm. And, and and my friend might say to me, man, you need to buy a Mini Cooper. And, and I'm like, well, I'm not sure I want a Mini Cooper. It's not really very practical. And I'm going to think about it. And then I'm going to go out and I, maybe I'll buy a Mini Cooper, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. later this week, maybe I'll buy one, right? Mm-hmm. But then I'm going to go back to that and I'm going to try and rationalize that purchase um, based upon something. I'm going to be like, well, I needed it. And yeah, I, I you know... Uh, it's rainy here and it's winter and, 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 and you shouldn't be riding a motorcycle in the rain and your road has got roadworks and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and you can carry stuff and there's all this stuff, right. That's, it's going to rationalize my decision. Mm-hmm. And this is the same. It's the same with narrative. It's the same with messaging. It's the same with hiring someone like a brand consultant that really doesn't know what, what they're doing. And who's just basically, um decided oh yeah i'm going to be a brand consultant right mm-hmm. and and they haven't they haven't they haven't done any they haven't helped anyone with a brand they they haven't they haven't worked with with any clients and that's a very difficult place to be at right that's the time where you you have to say well okay i'm going to give away i'm going to give it away i'm i'm not even going to charge right and 
and and that's an interesting space because it's a desperation right and you know uh, desperate money like when you're desperate no one buys anything right and and this is and this is the this is the biggest the biggest challenge for anyone who thinks they can be a brand consultant because i i personally believe within within well i think i think right now i think that smart people can do their own personal brands uh, mm-hmm. i think that that to get them really right and to to manage to get the narrative right around the content that they're putting out is the real that's the real magic right because and 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 also people being able to tweak their brand like to be able to to be able to say oh okay so right this year i was recognized as a linkedin power profile award winner right mm-hmm. what am i going to what, what am i going to change that for right Oh well, that was five years ago. Yeah, but it's a good it's a good thing. I mean, who do you know? It's got one of those, right? So, <laughs> so, 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 question is: strategically adding to your brand, and and actually directing it in the right direction is a is a very important job. And I don't believe that a language model is capable of doing that uh, unless we sit down and 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 we coach the language model we're, we're in essence we're actually coaching a language model to coach us to give us what we want right yes. so it's an interesting it's an interesting one it's an interesting i actually one. speak with chat gpt like it's a real person and mm-hmm. <laughs> i actually gave it a lot a lot of my own writing so it had helped me with that I am enormously grateful to you because you shared so much value and so much beautiful experiences which you have with us. If anyone would like to connect with you or work with you, what would be the best way? Oh, connect with me on LinkedIn and 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 please do do send a send a message uh, when you connect because if you're like a podcast promoter, like or something, like I'm just not going to accept the connection, right? Like it. I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> It's crazy. It's crazy. But uh, LinkedIn is a good place. And if you if you want to like, you know, go to YouTube, I'm I'm kind of in the process of building a YouTube channel, a couple of different ones. But uh, I've got so many different podcasts that I'm, it's a very difficult it's a very difficult piece. But I um I do work with a company called Book Boon, and they are they are owned by the Access Group, and 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 they're a, they're a very large uh, publisher of business related content. I think the the largest in the world actually now uh, and so i have i have over 130 talks on there i've got a few books uh so that is a that is a great place to find me also um because that's what makes me that's what makes me money you know so um <laughs> we came to that question too <laughs> at the end <laughs> i will leave the links in the description i'm really grateful thank you so much for being my guest i i truly enjoyed it and i hope you did too Thank you. I thoroughly enjoyed it also. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. See you. Bye. Thank you for joining us on another inspiring episode of The Catherine B. Roy Show. Remember, the journey doesn't end here. Dive into the episode description to access additional resources and connect with me, Catherine B. Roy. Whether it's business growth, personal development, or simply making the world a better place, we're in this together. Subscribe, write a review for The Catherine B. Roy Show. Share it with your loved ones and stay tuned for more remarkable guests and valuable insights. Until next time, keep chasing your dreams and turning your passions into thriving businesses. This is Catherine B. Roy, signing off.